0: The following is a production of the Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network. Hello there and welcome to Inside UFLB episode number 15. My name is Dean Millard, the head of baseball operations for UFFS and co-commissioner of uflb it is a massive massive day for us uh, i'm on the road in regina where we're getting set to do the live broadcast of our 26 round veteran draft we'll only be doing the live broadcast for uh, round one uh, but we have a massive announcement to make that we're going to get to in just set. well we've already made it if you've seen the press release but we're going to dive into it A little bit more this show is presented by ultimate franchise fantasy sports and broadcast proudly on ultimate fantasy sports network so what we have coming up for you on the show today is big news that we are going to dive into the partnership between uffs and the apbpa the association of professional ball players of america we'll tell you all about it As well, former Major League pitcher Cameron Lowe will be joining us on the show. He is the president of the APBPA. The veteran player draft we will preview. We'll have some franchise reveals and our top five and our question of the day. If you'd like to learn more about our partnership, you can head to the news section of uffsports.com and you can read all about what is happening with our partnership and who it will impact. It is very, very exciting stuff that we are going to discuss throughout this program. It's going to help uh, the franchise owners. It's going to help a whole lot of players, uh, past, current, and future, and so much more. And then we're going to get to some cool franchise reveals. We're going to talk about the draft this weekend, but let's get right to it now and dive into this partnership. Well, I've been looking forward to having this conversation again. Cameron Lowe was on Inside UFLB a while ago when he became our second digital athlete. Of course, he's a nine-year Major League Baseball pitcher. He pitched for the Texas Rangers, uh, went to the playoffs with Milwaukee, had stops with the Cubs, the Mariners, and the Braves. He's also the president of the America, of the Association of Professional Ball Players of America. And that's the huge partnership we announced earlier today, showed you the press release earlier. You can check it out in the news section at uffsports.com. But we're going to dive deeper into it. And he's the GM in our league with the Panthers, as mentioned, as well as a digital athlete. So Cameron, you're very busy and you're already well ingrained in what's going on with the platform. But tell us a little bit about, first of all, The Association of Professional Ball Players of America. Who are you guys?
1: Absolutely. Um, So, the Association of Professional Ball Players of America is a 98 year old 501c nonprofit that has been the humanitarian side of baseball for the last 98 years. Uh, We obviously have our, our century mark coming up, our 100th anniversary. So, we're super excited about that. And Um, we're extremely excited about our relationship and our partnership with the UFFS, what you guys are doing. is just so cool. Um, you know, first on the blockchain, um, and, uh, we plan on being a big part of your legends league. I think that'll be really cool. Um, when you guys drop that legends league. And, um, so I kind of wanted to just show you what, how, how big of a piece of history, uh, this association is and what kind of members have been a part of this Um, we've got the absolute mount rushmore of of baseball that uh, has been our members and sat on our board and um, so here's the first one and i'm hoping that this camera is a little bit uh, better and let me know if you guys can see the name right there and you might be able to see it a little bit easier right there but that is a dues card from george herman ruth uh, saying that he paid his ten dollars of dues in August first, nineteen twenty-seven, um, and uh, it's we've got uh, Nolan Ryan, um, Ty Cobb, Mickey Mantle, Ted Williams. Let's see, Honus Wagner, Satchel Page, Jackie Robinson. I mean, I'm just I'm just holding all of these dues cards that, that proves that these guys paid into this thing um, and we're you know amazing ambassadors for us and uh, so yeah we've been the human side the humanitarian side of baseball for almost 100 years 100 years and um, we're we're really really excited about partnering with you guys and uh, you guys are going to be helping us to make sure that we can go another 100 years and beyond
0: wow that w- w- first of all i can't wait to see those guys in the legends league just like Uh, yourself and Ian Kinsler as part of our uh, digital athletes uh, and and also I can't wait for that NFT of the 100th anniversary two years away I mean baseball is creeping up on 150 years of history you guys have a hundred of that and you have to be one of the oldest organizations in baseball now who benefits from your organization current players former players and, and how do they benefit
1: so, uh, former players, and we're getting really heavily into the youth. Uh, we want to make a major impact for basically the entire family, the entire baseball community. Um, historically, we have been, um, a, as an association that helps out basically anybody that has played one professional inning, um, and that's that's major league, minor league, and independent ball. Uh, so, we help guys that are, you know, in the Pecos League, the, the uh, Atlantic League, and um i'm i'm learning more and more about the history of professional baseball and there's there's been like like something like 30 something um independent leagues in the past and you know some of them petered out and and some of them are still going strong but we basically help the entire professional baseball family and uh and their families and so what we're working on is not just expanding our legacy of of helping people when they need a leg up you know And one of the things we do is like bridge a gap for guys that uh, maybe needs, you know, some grocery money or or need help paying a medical bill or, you know, they fell on hard times and they need help making their mortgage or whatever the need is. Um, But we are gonna have a major focus on our youth now as well because if we can get resources to the youth and get them to, you know, um, be educated financially, um, you know, to be financially literate, um, you know, get them with a trusted uh you know financial advisor um get some good coaching from high level guys uh, you know uh guys that did it for a long time i think we're going to be able to make an impact in in our youth and make sure that our you know our our veterans in the future are just that much more well off we want to get ahead of the problem
0: that's such an important thing is uh you know some people think well this is only for retired players this is for future current past players. uh, And and I'm guessing there's going to be a a, quite a buzz when when people start hearing about it. Maybe there already is among the membership about, you know, finding out how people can be part of something that is the next wave, the ground floor. Everybody's always saying, oh, if I could have got in then or this or that. This is an opportunity for a lot of people to learn about something that they probably don't know a lot about, and that's the blockchain and cryptocurrency, the metaverse, which is the future, and this is getting in on kind of the ground floor.
1: It really is. Uh, and again, it was one of the reasons why we're so excited to, to be partnering with you guys is you guys are doing something that's groundbreaking, you know, first of its kind, and it's going to bring value um, to our members and, and to the fans and to really everybody, anybody that enjoys baseball it's gonna bring value to them in perpetuity because um, you guys have these NFTs that are being made. And and one of the awesome things for our community and our members is, guys, you, you guys can go get your NFT made by UFFS and it's going to benefit the Association of Professional Ball Players. Um, and uh, so that's a really cool opportunity that anybody that's played professional baseball gets to have. And um, yeah, it's just gonna be, amazing for them for their children and their children's children and beyond and so uh, what you guys have built is just really really exciting and we're really pumped to be a part
0: yeah this is this is some really great news because uh, unfortunately there's not a lot of great news in the world of baseball right now let's let's be honest we're we're listening to people talk about um you know the luxury tax and salaries instead of rbis and who's looking good in spring training so this is going to be some good news even for those guys that are locked out which i'm sure you're still in contact with a lot of those guys they must be frustrated with what's going on right now with major league baseball
1: oh yeah we all are you know nobody wants to be in this situation um the players don't want to be in this situation the owners don't want to be unfortunately this is uh you know it's just part of it and I, I think they're gonna get through it fairly soon through it fairly soon uh we will have baseball this year i believe um and they just you know unfortunately it, it, it's part of it we got to go through the cva every four or five years and um they'll get past it and then we'll be on to uh talking about exciting things again
0: yeah i'm i'm
1: with but you in the meantime that. we've got uffs and uh and and also, I want to encourage people to, uh, you know, go support your local Little League and, and go support, you know, the youngsters coming up, uh, the, the local high school teams and, and junior college teams and college teams. You know, these guys are getting ramped up. They're, they're, they're already starting their seasons and uh, go enjoy some baseball, um, you know, at, at the grassroots uh, while, while you don't have the access to the MLB.
0: God, it's such an important part I, you know i i live in a part of the world where it seems like snow nine months of the year so i can't wait until things melt i can ride my bike down to the ballpark and you know watch the little league kids up to the the bantam age and things like that and just sit there on the berm that they have and watch baseball for a few hours and, and you know do uh, think about that yeah man player. that's I the best I, it, it really really is so let's talk about you know there there you are some some teams that you played on uh, some former teammates, who was the funniest or a few of the funniest former teammates that you played with?
1: Oh, man. Um, one guy that comes to mind is Scott Feldman. He was just always cracking jokes, always kept it loose. Hilarious. Um, he, uh, he, <laughs> he was just always, you know, giving nicknames to guys. And, uh, and for him... And Frankie Francisco, uh, I was in the bullpen with both of them with the Rangers, and those two guys going back and forth at each other and and, and messing with the fans and just cracking jokes—they were absolutely hilarious. Uh, another guy that comes to mind is Gerald Laird. He uh, he, you know, Laird won a, a World Series with the the Cardinals. I got to play with him with the Rangers as well as the uh, the Braves, and he was just always kept it loose again and and uh, always cracking jokes always making fun of himself you know real self-deprecating humor and uh so yeah those those guys are the ones that come to mind when when you talk about jokesters
0: well and, and when you talk about jokes and you know when you talk about when we look about your career you you started some games you also came out of the bullpen in some games i'd imagine the bullpen nights when you were in the playoffs with milwaukee were a little bit more focused but Let's let's talk about like mid June. Your team's on a bit of a heater, maybe. There's got to be some fun times had in that bullpen with the guys because you guys are kind of on your own island out there.
1: Yeah, they throw us all the way up there, you know, behind left field, and uh, tell us to sit there till they call on us. And so, hey, man, we're, we're going to have some fun with it. And um, so, yeah, the guys will, guys will play some pranks. I remember Latroy Hawkins absolutely loved to bring stink bombs. He th- it was the funniest thing he, he'd bring it in and, you know, halfway through the first inning, he'd kind of like throw it behind the, uh, the, the bench and, and step on it and nobody saw him. And all of a sudden everybody's like, oh my God, and, you know, just, everybody's <laughs> scattering and, um, yeah, it, you, you gotta have fun. You gotta keep it loose. Uh, you don't want to be sitting there. You know, everybody knows that, uh, that phone, that phone could ring for them. And uh, you don't want to be sitting there stressing out over, uh, you know, who's next? Is it me? You know, so you got to keep it loose, at least for the first few innings. And then, um, you know, like the sixth inning, seventh inning, eighth inning guys, they'll start really going through their routines in like, you know, the fourth inning. And uh, but those first two, three innings of the game, we're usually, you know, talking about who knows what and uh, and keeping it loose
0: man i i just like i think there should be a book written or or like i would definitely i would watch like a live stream of the bullpen camera if there was one just to see like if there was a channel i would tune into that i would be watching the game as well but i just think that there'd be so much uh, fun stuff there now speaking of good stories uh we used this when we announced the panthers which you're a gm of and we'll talk about that in a second but you guys picked the Vlad Guerrero uh, as, your jersey, as your division. And you have a unique story when it comes to Vlad Guerrero. You might actually get a chance to draft his son this weekend. But tell us your story about facing Vlad Guerrero.
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, they, they called him Vlad the Impaler for, for a reason. And uh, I I wanted to pick him for one of our divisions because I'm like, who's, who's – scarier than him um, and I say that because when my rookie year I was facing the Angels and uh, it was actually my first start in the LA area as, as a rookie and so I had like 20 of my family members and 20 of my friends in the stands and, um, and I was cruising had eight consecutive outs and it was winning two to one in the fifth inning and uh, Vladdy comes up and I throw a nice little sinker and down and away. And, uh, it was really kind of on the black. It was a really good pitch, but, uh, he just stuck those long arms out and, and smoked it right back up the middle at me. And, um, it, it came back at a hundred miles an hour and I didn't have time to get my glove up. So I had enough time to turn my head about this much. It hit me right here, right off the, uh, the cheekbone kind of, I got lucky. It got a little bit of the hat and uh michael young caught it for a line drive above his head at shortstop and uh (laughs) so it was actually my ninth consecutive out that i had recorded and unfortunately they had to take me out of the game i wanted to stay i didn't i didn't even go down to a knee to tell you the truth um i I did get lucky i mean it glanced off of me and and, uh, other guys have not been so lucky with uh, vladdy in fact. I think about two weeks later he hit um, Soriano, the pitcher for the Yankees, uh, square in the skull and, and put him out for a little while. Um, but Vladdy was just known for, you know, smoking that ball right back up the middle at pitchers and um, just always, you know, I always enjoyed facing him because he was such a bad ball hitter. And uh, it was just, you know, it's like when you're going over a scouting report with, with him, guys go, got anything? No? I don't know just uh throw strike to ball pitches the whole time you know try to get ahead with something and then then go strike to ball because uh, he's gonna be swinging and uh and he knows he can hit just about anything anywhere so um it was always an adventure facing 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 vladdy and uh i will say also after he hit me in the head i got to face him about another seven or eight times and uh he never got another hit off me and i I just I never went away from him again. I just went sinkers in on his hands from then on. I was like, no way I'm letting you get those long arms extended again. So uh, I got a couple of double plays, a strikeout or two, a couple of rollovers. So uh, but that adrenaline, man, after getting hit in the head by somebody and the next time you face them, that adrenaline is uh, is roaring.
0: I can only imagine. Uh, yeah, I played goal growing up, but I at least got to wear a mask, so I had a little bit of protection uh, more than you guys had. You got I, I almost think pitchers should get that cage out there, like the uh, the pitch uh, uh, pitching uh, instructor gets to use. Uh, so anyway, I want to ask yeah. you also. I I love talking to guys about teammates and things like that. I asked you about the funniest guys. Who is the best baseball player you ever played with on a team?
1: Oh boy. Um just best all-around baseball player, huh? Yeah, you bet. Um Man, that's a that's such a hard one. Uh, played with so many talented guys. Um I can't re- I mean, shoot, man, I don't think I can really answer that. Uh, you could pick a couple if you want. Okay. Um Pure baseball player, man. I I okay, I loved playing with Michael Young loved playing with him um he just was uh he's a smart baseball player he was a good team leader uh you know he, he won the batting title one year um you know he just he knew the game and uh so I, I would put him you know up at the top of my list um boy freddie freeman got to play with him with the braves he's uh he's one heck of a hitter and and uh and a heck of a first baseman um who else who else is uh i got to you know, got to pitch to sandy alomar jr that was that was pretty awesome for me um he, he really helped me on a number a number of levels and uh and then i got to go over to the coaching side a little bit too and and give a shout out to oral hersheiser who was my first pitching coach in the big leagues and he really helped me a lot he was just a, a you know, a baseball guru, uh, biomechanics master, and uh, he knew how to help my 6'8", you know, lanky frame get all in sync, and he took me from, like, 90 miles an hour to 96 in about three, three months. So I've got to give a shout-out to Oral.
0: The Bulldog, uh, my absolute favorite player uh, of all time, and, and just, you know, I thought that season that he had in 88, uh, just simply incredible. And and I love listening to him on games now, too. And and he is on the games the same way as you broadcast, or you talked about him. is very technical and likes to explain things, which is what I wanted to ask you about. When did you know you could pitch? And how did you start developing those skills until you got to maybe college and you had some real, real good instruction? When was it that you thought, how am I able to make a living out of being a pitcher here?
1: Yeah, I don't think I probably... I- I don't think I really <clears throat> focused on, on the pro aspect until probably my junior year of, of high school. Uh, I always loved playing baseball. I you know, honestly wasn't all that great of an athlete growing up. I was tall, skinny. I mean, I'm, I'm 6'8", 260 right now, but coming out of high school as a, as a uh, senior, I was 6'8", 180, 185 pounds. So I was a beanpole. And it took me a while to grow into my body, but uh, I would say 11 years old, I st- I learned uh, a slider, and I learned a sinker, and uh, I think that's really when I started to fall in love with baseball. I always enjoyed it and always loved, you know. But I kind of got stuck in right field a lot, uh, first base or right field. Uh, but then, <clears throat> as I grew into my body, um, you know, I started throwing harder and started getting some some. You know, recognition from scouts and, and whatnot and them saying, you know, hey, you could definitely go play college and there may be a future for you in pro, pro baseball. And I think that's when I really started to take it seriously and, and uh, you know, really study the game, really work on my body even more and um, and, have, and have my sights then set on, on professional baseball.
0: You had a deadly sinker. Did you grip it or throw it differently than others? Did was yours more unique? How did you? Uh, first of all, how did you perfect it? How did you decide that this is my pitch? Uh, and and how did you? Uh, how did you produce it?
1: You know what? I kind of just always had a natural. Um, I don't know if it's if it's the way that my wrist just naturally you know, or or I've got this one finger that kind of goes all wonky on in. I don't I don't know. Um, I just gripped the two seams and it, and it seemed to, to sink downwards. And that I got taught that at 11 years old. And, um, then I learned how to use, you know, little finger manipulation, whether it's more index and more, more, uh, uh, middle finger and, and moving the thumb up and down on the ball to get, you know, to get either more sideways movement or more up and down movement. And so I, you know, I just kind of began playing with it and, uh, developed different, types of sinkers and um yeah it was my bread and butter and it's it was definitely the reason that i got to have the career that i did and but it was always excuse me it was always kind of natural
0: wow i i just it seems so unnatural to me i mean just to be able to make a ball move uh with velocity is is something that i just envy and and very very jealous about now i'm also very jealous even though i'm head of baseball and co-commissioner and it's a lot of fun i'm also jealous that i don't get to draft this weekend what's it like being a gm for the panthers in uflb Uh, what do you think the experience will be like with the draft this weekend and right through the season
1: Man, I'm I'm doing so much research right now. It's uh, it is so crazy to be a GM in this league. Um, I, I feel like a real GM of a real team at times uh, because I got you know I got to fill a 26 man roster and a 40 man roster. Uh, we already went through our our um, uh, amateur draft and picked up some awesome guys. Super excited about picking up lefty Matthew Libertor uh he's a uh, he's personal friend and uh, uh, just know the guy's got a great future in the big leagues and i think he's going to make an impact with the with the uh St. Louis Cardinals this year but um yeah it's just so in depth with this league that you guys have come up with uh you know we've got to pay attention to luxury tax and we've got to pay attention to what kind of money this guy is making in his contract on on you know in year 1 as opposed to year 7 and, you know um it's going to get really, really interesting, and uh, it's about as real as you can possibly get with uh, with fantasy. And I mean, the, just the fact that there's thirty teams, uh, you know, there's thirty major league teams, and there's thirty teams in this league, which means there's like, you know, in, in the normal league where there's like twelve teams, fifteen, you know, or uh, fourteen teams at the most, I think is what I played in. Uh, you've got excess players to pick from. In this, you got you're filling up the entire league. So it's, it's going to get really interesting.
0: Yeah. And that is the thing is that you need to know, like most leagues are like 12, 16, things like that. But, and, and you know what, you have help though. Uh, you have a former teammate that is also dividing up. So how do you and Manny divide up the duties?
1: Um, you know, right now we're just kind of doing research and, and collaborating and, um, We've kind of got a game plan now. We, we sat down and, and looked at the rules and, and looked at the scoring system and uh, and then kind of came up with a game plan. You know, I think the first few rounds of the draft are going to be pretty easy. But when you get into those middle rounds, later rounds, when you've got guys who are less proven um, that you're picking up and, and maybe now you've got <laughs> you spent a whole bunch of money and you're getting close to your, you know, salary cap luxury tax um it's gonna get tricky so <clears throat> right now we're just kind of collaborating we're gonna find out uh, figure out as the as the season goes on uh just you know how we divide up time it's all new to everybody so it's uh learning on the fly right now man
0: yeah it is uh, it's gonna be an experience the first year is gonna be a lot of uh, figuring out what people like what they don't uh, maybe make some tweaks in the off-season. Uh, but as you mentioned, it's going to be a fun ride, just like it is uh, with our partnership with uh, you guys. Uh, we are really excited uh, to be able to partner with the Association of Professional Ball Players of America, of which you are the president of. Uh, we look forward to a flood of players joining us and uh, being able to participate in our platform. Cameron, thank you so much for joining me on the show today.
1: Best of luck this thank weekend. Thank you, Dean. Thanks, man. Thank you. I, uh, I'm doing my research, but I think I probably will need a little bit of luck. I mean, it's fantasy, right? Exactly. Take care, man. <laughs> All, right, All right. Thanks, man. Absolutely
0: terrific stuff from Cameron Lowe. You just got to love that Vlad Guerrero story. I mean, the, 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 he has that name, Vlad the Impaler, for a reason, and he has impaled a few pitchers. Good to see Cameron was able to walk away. If you want to get in touch with us, lots of ways to do it. At the UFLB on Twitter. You can also get us at UFLB underscore scouting. And if you want to get in touch with the Legends League, it's at the LLB underscore. So that's another one you can check out on Twitter. Email us info, UFLB at UFFsports.com. If you'd like to get your program on UFSN, send a note to UFSN at UFFsports.com. And the website's UFFsports.com and Ultimate Sports NFTs dot com is how you can get in touch with us all right let's get to some franchise reveals now how about the music city smash dan and steve esposito and mark mcgoldrick are the owners and mark is the gm uh you can give them a follow at uflb smash they're also on instagram at music city smash and a quick overview of the logo uh dan was in nashville at the time he was thinking about buying a franchise. Uh, It's his favorite city in America, and the favorite part of the logo is the resemblance to Nashville Honky Tonk. So very cool stuff there. Let's now move to the Aviators. Spitfire Sports is the ownership group. Dale Hardy is the GM. Nathan Bender is the assistant GM. You can give them a follow on Twitter at AviatorsUFLB, and they have a scouting affiliation with Spitfire Scouting. And as for the reason, they went with the aviators to fit the theme of their overall ownership group. And someone has to fly the Spitfires. The favorite part of the logo is the very cool color combination. And I would agree with that. I think the uh, color combination is awesome. Okay, time now to get to our top five. And today, it is my draft predictions for this weekend. So coming in at number five, I think will be Shohei Otani I thought at one point he was gonna go number one but sometimes the angels uh, pitch him every six days Uh, also he does strike out a lot and there is the extra injury risk so I think he actually might slip down the rankings to number five and that number four Bryce Harper Uh, MVP just an incredible OPS last year over a thousand and certainly uh, no slouch in all other areas Vlad Guerrero Jr. Very, very popular. And I know there are some Canadians in this area that want to try and get this player. So this will be an interesting pick. Uh, The Scorpions have the third overall pick. They named their division after a former Blue Jay and Vlad Guerrero. The Panthers have the number four pick. They named their division after his father. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, For number two, I'm going with Mike Trout still. uh, I think uh, the GOAT went healthy in baseball. But number one, for a Dynasty League, I think it's going to be Juan Soto. I think, anyway, those are my predictions. You can have yours. And uh, feel free to hit us up on Twitter, at the UFLB, where you can chime in on our question of the day. Who will be drafted first in UFLB between these two pitchers? Not first overall, but just between these two pitchers. Walker Buehler of the Dodgers, Corbin Burns of the Brewers. You can vote at the UFLB on Twitter. You can have your say about who you think will get drafted first between these two pitchers. And then we'll watch for it all to unfold on Saturday as uh, all 30 franchises will be drafting. The draft starts at noon Eastern. We will be putting the links out live. Keep it locked on at the UFLB and right here on UFSN Network to find out exactly how you can watch all of that. All right, that is going to wrap things up for us on uh, the show today. Big thanks to Cameron Lowe, president of the Association of Professional Ball Players of America, uh, for getting this partnership done. It is going to be so amazing for everybody, more ball players joining the platform, and getting rewarded for their stats, and so much more. Awesome. This show, Inside UFLB, is proudly part of Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network, your one-stop fantasy sports shop. If you would like to get your fantasy program on our network, simply send us an email, ufsn at uffsports.com and we will get you into the mix and on the program. We'd love to have a chat with you about that. As Crash Davis said, especially for those in the draft this weekend, be cocky and arrogant even when you're getting beat. Good luck to all 30 teams this weekend. We'll recap it all next week. Thanks again to Cameron Lowe, and thanks to you for watching and listening. You can find our podcast in audio format wherever you find your favorite shows. Just search Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network, subscribe, give us a like, and leave us a review. Have a great weekend, everybody.